Hi, everyone. This is Justin Allen Hayes, uh, founder and executive director at Voices for Voices. And this is a bonus episode, uh, current events as it relates to uh, art therapy and what the recent uh, legislative measure that was just signed into law by Governor DeWine is, what it means, and we're going to be discussing that today with one of our uh, board members. But first, I wanted to just give a, a highlight of what exactly we're talking about uh, and, and, and what it means. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, there was a press release on July 4th, you know, this year in 2023, that spoke about uh, the governor in our state of Ohio. Uh, he signed House Bill 33. Looks like he, he signed that on July 3rd, the night before his press release went out. And the law, and I'm going to be quoting uh, directly from, from this press release, is, quote, the commencement of the persistent and committed advocacy that Ohio art therapists have put forth over the span of several decades. Many thanks to everyone who has participated. Your input was valued and your voice uh, was was heard, end quote. Um, and so at a, at a high level, and, and Heidi will, uh, will, will speak mo much more of about uh, specifics of it, uh, but at a high level, what this legislation does is it really solidifies art therapy as uh, a profession where an individual can go in, get that education, and now be licensed uh, to practice art therapy without having to go through uh, funding that might have to come from out of pocket or, or grants or, or special programs. Uh, that are earmarked uh, for that, that an individual can go get the education and be an art therapist and be backed really by the insurance industry that now they can uh, get get approved, reimbursed, uh, them, the, the client that is now seeing uh, the, the uh, now licensed art therapist, uh, they can go into that relationship and that therapy session uh, with an understanding that this is something that is uh, solidified and validated by the by the state of Ohio. So with us today, uh, you, you've, uh, you've seen her at our a brand new day events, uh, episodes of our TV show and podcast. She has an episode coming out uh, later this year. Uh, Heidi LaRue, she is, again, one of our board members uh, with Voices for Voices. She is a, a senior supervisor, counselor, has a specialty among others in, in, in art therapy. She works for Alta Behavioral Healthcare. Uh, she also uh, is, is big with the Helms Foundation, uh, does a lot of work really everywhere. And her goal uh, as our goal as an organization is really to help people. So thanks for joining us today, Heidi. Thank you. It's great to be here. This is a very exciting time. Thank you. You bet. Uh, so can you maybe uh, talk about what this legislation means to you? Justin, when I read it, I thought maybe I read it wrong. Like, I was so excited, just overjoyed. Um, yeah, so I happened to read it, and, um, you know, I had been following, but oh, it's this week has been amazing. When I think about all the work people have done, 
to make art therapy a licensed profession in Ohio. I remember that we have been working on this for 30 years. So what it means is that people will be able to receive this service, um, like you said, in a more formalized way. So if you just take away, if you take away everything else and you look at the very basic idea behind licensure, it's about protection of the public. So just like when you get a driver's license, that's to keep the public safe. And you, if you lose your driver's license, that's to keep the public safe. It's the same idea. Like that's the most basic part of it. And so um, it really um, like formalizes it and makes it a safe, ethical, legal practice. It, it has been, but it needed that backing behind it. Yeah, and, and we've talked kind of off camera about this, that you do have additional education and certifications that you have them practice in art therapy uh, for a long time and helping a lot of people. Uh, but now if, you know, turn back the clock and you wanted to uh, go into art therapy by itself as a, as a profession, uh, how an individual or, or yourself in this hypothetical, hypothetical example where you still may want to go and get other certifications and, and certificates and other education, but you don't have to uh, now with this legislation in place. So I'm not sure exactly how that will unfold in terms of the details. There's a lot with licensure and certification that gets worked out and then also funding. So um, I'm trying to think of where to start. From my own personal experience, I got the master's in art therapy, and then I was only able to work in certain settings. Like the one of the first positions I had was an activities therapy position, which you can do, I think, with a high school education. There might be a, another minor certification that you need, but I'm not sure, but it's definitely not the same as getting a bachelor's and then a master's degree. So that one, um, then I worked with um, adults with terminal illnesses that was grant funded and I worked in the prison setting, but I couldn't find work in that first few years that where I would have like a full-time position with medical insurance, vacation time, just all the things that you would expect of any other master's degree. So I went back and I got a master's in clinical pastoral counseling and it was, it was licensed counseling. So many of my services over the years have been billed as counseling. And so then I have to translate and I have to make sure that I'm doing both at the same time. And then after I came, so before I came through, I heard about this for the, from the people who mentored me. And then once I became a supervisor, so for the past, I, I think the first person I supervised, well, the first person I supervised was in 99. That was an art therapist. So for the past 24 years, the people I have seen who have come after me have had the same struggles. They varied a little bit because later, um, one of our graduate programs and, and lots of them across the United States have also included the counseling piece. That's an awful lot though. And um, the art therapy, it stands alone. It doesn't need another profession. Yeah, no, this, this is great. Uh, when, I, when I read about it and knowing you and I mean, not not only but just the hard work that an individual that cares about the profession that they're in and what they 
value and and want to want to do. And you know, when you're talking about vacation and you know things that retirement and and things that people just associate with you know, that, that full time position. And to now have that option and that, that ability, I I, I think is, is big. And you know, and we all have health. We all have mental health. That's just kind of part of part of a part of our health. Um, can you just uh, you know, end, end for us maybe on how you just foresee just at a high level this action being able to potentially help more people? So I've been extremely fortunate because I have had those things. I have been able to get full-time work and, you know, have vacation time and um, medical insurance and all of that um, retirement. But I have been able to do it through the counseling end of it. And what I'm really grateful for is that people coming after me um, will be able to do it with the art therapy. So I'm not sure exactly how it will unfold, but at some point, I believe that because of licensure, insurances will cover this. Um, so that's, you know, that's where I think it makes a, an enormous difference. Is there anything that you want you want to share here uh, while we have our time together? Uh, I, I think we covered quite a bit, but you might have a closing thought. I think that there are so many people who would benefit through the art therapy aspect of it in some areas that have to do with like healing and creativity and the nonverbal hands-on aspect of it. And so that would be one of the biggest differences. I, I would want to point out that people who might not seek therapy in a traditional manner would be much more likely to get a service that will be available. So I think that's um, just something I'd like to highlight and also how grateful I am for the people that came before me that started working on this way back when it was called studio art therapy, even um, art therapists that worked in like the seventies and eighties. And I'm, I'm really grateful for them and grateful awesome. for the people who will continue to work on these things. Sure. Great. Well, thank you for, for your insight and join us kind of on our bonus uh, episode to share this current event, positive news with everybody. Thank you for helping me celebrate. Absolutely. And thank you, our, our listeners, our, our viewers, for joining us on this bonus episode of the Voices for Voices TV show and podcast. So until next time, I am your host, Justin Allen Hayes, founder, executive director of Voices for Voices. And please be a voice for you or somebody in need.